0: Fighting for freedom every day. Broadcasting from the heartland of America. The next generation in conservative talk radio. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. Hey, happy Tuesday, man. post-Monday celebration, greatest day of the entire week. As we sit here, we set the tone. We're ready for the week now. We are ready to rock and roll. The hardest day of the week is out of the way, and it's only downhill from here. Welcome into it. No guests today. You and I chit in the chat doing the thing like we do every once in a while. We uh, had a guest last minute rescheduling. Not a big deal. We have plenty to talk about. So, let's jump right into it. Broadcasting out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations, and TV live streaming, podcasting. However you watch or listen to the show, Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. (laughs) Bad news bears on the campaign trail, man. We're not going to talk much on the campaign trail because there's a lot of other things to get to today. But I had to find this hilarious because the campaign trail not doing so well for Nikki Haley going into South Carolina, her home state where she's supposed to be doing oh so swell. And that's not quite the case. Anyway, we will get that done. None of us want new wars. None of us want new wars. Where's your money coming from? We're going to LinkedIn. We know where your money's going from, Jake We know. And we're sick of the wars. We want America first. And then he rips up the uh, he had one of the Nikki signs obviously in the crowd. He rips it up and he walks off, and everybody's all upset. And uh, I, I love that. Did you hear that? No, no new wars. It's like it's like training a dog bad. No, that's a bad Mister Kitty. Not allowed to do that. No, no new wars. No, no more industri- military industrial complex. No more. None of us want new wars. None of us want new wars. Uh, it's hard to hear from there on after, but hilarious. Well done. It's uh, You can see that she's doing oh so well on the campaign trail. People are finally had enough and starting to recognize the fact that Nikki Haley may just be that middle-of-the-road rhino establishment candidate to keep things going with the norm, just the go-with-the-flow type of mentality, which I guess there's a crowd for that. I guess there's a crowd for people that just want to kind of go with the flow and do their thing, and they don't want any changes in DC. As long as they're able to just live their life happily and just kind of somewhat be able to live freely and just kind of go about their day-to-day routine, then they don't have any issues. Which is what we're starting to see. Welcome into the program again. No guests today. Uh, I want to kick right out of the gate here with this ongoing immigration issue, because never in my What's life trending today. Never in my life have I seen. A time where a, a current administration, the president of the United States, is running as if he's the as if he's the challenger. Not the incumbent, not the contender, but the one challenging to try and run for the race for the first time. If I were president, this is what I would do. If I had the ability, this is what I would do. I've never seen that before. Normally when you run for a political office then and you're the incumbent, you're the one that's in office right now, you'd be running on, look at this great record, look at what we've done, look at how awesome things are. I've noticed, and this, this happens here in Kansas, too, where I'm based out of in our flagship, uh, the Democrat Party in Kansas, for example, they have to run on Republican platforms. Our Kansas governor right now is a big-time Democrat, and the way she ran and the way she won in the election was to run on Republican ideals. She had to run on the idea that she was going to cut taxes— She was going to get rid of sales tax on food, which I know if you're listening outside of the state of Kansas, you're scratching your head saying, wait, what? Yeah, we're actually one of six states in the nation that actually taxes our food in the state. Very strange. I don't know why we do that. It's on the way out. If they don't pass this tax bill that we have in our legislature right now, it'll be gone by next year. They're trying to get it done by the middle of this year. We'll see what happens on that front. But she ran as a Democrat on that idea. When she got elected the first time, we said, all right, cool. You said you were going to do it. Let's do it. And she goes, no, 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 we got to let the dust settle first. No, 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 we're not quite ready yet. No, 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 we will, but just not yet. we got to make sure that we have a stable economy before we do something like that and offset it by kicking out all this tax revenue. So we waited. She got elected the second time, running on that campaign. We're going to cut the taxes on food. Now all of a sudden it's happening. Thanks to Republicans in the supermajority, but nonetheless, they had to run on a Republican platform to win over the voters. We're seeing the same thing from the Joe Biden administration right now on immigration. If you've noticed, he says that he's ready to completely shut down the border. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. Yeah, that's, that's his statement. That's really his statement. That he would shut down the border right now. Now, apparently he doesn't have that ability, which is kind of strange because you are the executive branch. You're supposed to be enforcing laws that are already on the books, and we have the ability to shut down the border at any time. But right now, according to you, you say you don't have the time, and in fact, you have your team that's out there trying to defend this as well and saying, well, no, 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 we really don't have. We truly don't have the ability to shut it down. Like Kareen Jean-Pierre that says they're just victims of the situation. The president took this issue very seriously. He put forth a comprehensive piece of legislation to deal with what's happening with the immigration. Let me, wait, let me, you, you don't get to decide, but you don't get to decide what I say and what I don't say. Either you, either you hear me out, or we can, you know, I'll see you on Wednesday. Totally up to you. Totally up to you. All right. Okay. I was. Wow. He means what he says. Not going to go into details here. Here's here's the reality. The immigration system is broken. It's been broken for decades, even in the last administration. The president introduced this piece of legislation three years ago. House Republicans got in the way. They refused to do anything about it. The first day of his. Yeah, there it is. Don't ask me any questions, don't give me any details, don't give me any problems. I'm going to give you the information that I want, and if you don't like that, then I'm going to walk away. She treats the media like a kid. Nope, not allowed to ask that simple question. I'm going to give you the information I want, and if you ask me to go any deeper like that, then I'm just going to walk away and I'm not going to give you anything. Acting like the spoiled individuals that they really are. So, we have the Biden administration that is now playing like they're not the incumbent in this race. During an issue where they kind of got caught with their hands in the cookie jar, they've realized that immigration's broken. It's been broken. They're right. It's been broken for a very long time. We started to get it cleaned up a little bit under the Trump administration. And then they reversed and literally reversed every single thing that Donald Trump did for the immigration issue, froze any of the building of the wall, and then turned around and said that it's broken and that they're going to fix it. But in hindsight... That's right. Donald Trump did that. (laughs) He's the one that kind of fixed the issue, at least was getting in that direction and moving In that direction. So they're running as if they haven't been in office for the last four years. Here's the perspective from us, the ones that may not be near the border, the ones that may not be around this issue right now, the ones that are just hearing about it and wondering what the heck's really going on. We have an administration that could solve this issue right now. We have a Congress that could solve this issue right now. And we don't have to pass an immigration bill in order to do it. There are plenty of immigration laws already on the books. All you have to do is enact them and actually enforce them. The only reason, let's be very clear and let's remember, the only reason that we have an immigration bill that we're discussing right now is because it's so bad we have to put more laws on the books to reinforce the laws that are already on the books so that way government feels like they've done something so that way they can reference the new law because that's the new sexy law that we have to reinforce of the old laws to allow them to do their jobs. And the only reason Democrats are open to doing a bill like that is because they're desperate for Ukrainian funding. Period end of story. They have no interest in the southern border, but they have to act like it because that is now the hot topic of the issue, the hot topic of the day going into an election season. That is the hot topic that Americans are upset about and that they're fired up about. The economy, unfortunately, has gone to the wayside. They're not talking about the Bidenomics. They're not talking about the Build Back Better. They're not talking about getting inflation down. In fact, they say that everybody loves the economy. It's doing great. It's doing wonderful. And we'll read about that consumer confidence here momentarily. But they're not talking about that issue any longer because immigration is the flavor of the day. So they have to act like they're doing something. And in order to do something, they can't just do it. They have to say, I need the bill In order for me to get something done. that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. Why can't you do that right now? That bill were law. If I were elected, then I could get this done. If I had this law that I could actually get something done. Here's the crazy part. It's actually working. It's working. Andy, what do you mean? Joe Biden's a nut. He is. But the messaging is working. According to the polls, he's up right now in his approval ratings as a president more than what he has been in a very long time. According to the latest Rasmussen polls, take them with a grain of salt, that he's up at 46% in total approval right now with 53% in disapproval. That is up from the beginning of January on January 5th where he was down at 40%. So he's gone up six points over the last month, essentially. Why? Why? Because they've been able to lie and play like they're the victim. They've been able to say that we're going to handle this. They've taken a Republican stance on the issue and say, I will shut down the border. If Donald Trump says that, he's a racist, he's a Nazi, he doesn't like brown people, he doesn't care about immigration, he doesn't care about people having dreams and opportunities, he's trying to stamp uh, stamp down the, uh, the you know the Statue of Liberty. That's what we hear constantly, and that's what they've always told us. But Donald uh, Joe Biden says that I'd shut down the border right now. And the border bill, by the way, according to some uh, in NBC News and some of the Department of Homeland Security officials, they're concerned about that rhetoric as well because according to the little bit of information we know about the bill, they say that the president would potentially have the ability to shut down the border completely, which means that they would have to shut it down for at least a week in order to see numbers go down before they would reopen the border again. And according to those in the Homeland Security Department, don't know why, they say they're concerned about that ability. And they say that's only if things get out of hand. <laughs> right. Show of show hands again. Are we out of hand yet? Are we? Oh, okay. Guess not. I guess now we're not out of hand yet. The 300,000 illegal immigrants that came across the border in December, the two and a half million that came across in 2023 alone, and the 10 million that we've seen since the beginning of the Biden administration, things aren't out of hand, but he would have the ability to do so, and that very general assumption of if things get out of hand, whatever that means. But even with all that rhetoric, he says that I would shut down the border, and the poll numbers start going up. He starts talking about the immigration issue. They play the victim. We don't know what to do. Republicans are playing politics in an election year, and the poll numbers go up for Joe Biden than what they were at the beginning of this month, when they should be down. They should be down at record levels. They should be down in the teens, if even that. But we do, obviously, are going to have a crowd that thinks that um, that Joe Biden is just wonderful because Donald Trump and Republicans are evil. So, of course, they're going to have some type of crowd. Not everybody's going to always think the same. But, okay, let's give them in the teens, the low to mid-teens, For the percent of approval. But 46%? Do you really believe something like that? Then we have the media that turns it around, according to the piece from MSN, where they talk about how Republicans now are just the ones that are just ignoring the rule of law. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're the ones. The Republican Party that's trampling on the rule of law because while Texas says that we're taking matters into our own hands and we're going to keep those fences up and we're going to keep the National Guard up and we're going to keep the feds from cutting down this fence and we're going to re-put up whatever fence they try to cut down, that now Republicans are the ones ignoring the rule of law. Oh yes, it's real MSN. Republicans now say it might be okay to ignore (laughs) It's the Supreme Court. According to the article, the party that once prided itself as the rule and order side has leaped uh, headlong into highly speculative theories about the weaponization of the justice system spurred by former President Donald Trump. Both Trump and his former lawyer Rudy Giuliani recently flouted civil defamation verdicts against them by continuing to defame their victims, cheered on by many on the right. Republican voters increasingly want president who is willing to break both rules and laws to get things done. How in the world have we gotten to the point that we're at today? Can anybody explain that to me? How in the world did we get to a point where the Republicans are now accused of the ones breaking the law. Now, I've told you before, what a narcissist does is what a narcissist does. They do something, they blame somebody else for the exact thing that they're doing, and they refuse to look themselves in the mirror. We know that Barack Obama, and just about every Democrat for the last few decades, has completely ignored the rule of law by usurping their powers, the executive branch and the President of the United States, through executive orders and through the power that they didn't actually have. They've done it for years. But now, Republicans are like, wait a second, Supreme Court got this one wrong. We're uh, actually allowed to defend our borders. No, no, no. No, you're breaking the law. You're now trampling on the rule of law. You're not allowed to do that. What an insane world we live in today. This is crazy. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. See, I knew we were going to have a short amount of time today. Oh, it's going to fly right on by. Fastest hour of radio on, well, radio, all over the place. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you check us out. We love you to death and appreciate you so very much. Uh, the mental pretzels that they have to twist. The mental hoops that they have to jump through to try and play off what they're doing. This is the logic of the Democrats. So the economy thing didn't work out. We have to have a new issue that's going on right now. So obviously immigration is an important one very much. Republicans have been focusing on it, I don't know, for a really long time. And the Democrats have come to the conclusion that they want to just say that they're going to be the tough talkers now. Now, this is the party that's been open border policy. We've had 10 million come in over the Biden administration's three year term so far, three and a half year, 10 year, whatever, three years, wherever we're at. Which, by the way, the State of the Union coming up here soon as well, middle of February. That's in a couple of weeks. And I'm curious on what he's going to say there. That's going to be nothing more than a campaign uh, speech for him to talk about all the things that he wants to do as if he were uh, the, again, challenger running for office. I've never seen a campaign like this. This blows my mind. Uh, And for some reason, whenever they do something a little bit different, we're not prepared for it. It shakes us up on the right side of the aisle. It it, it quakes us in our boots. And then we always have to play defense every single time. Because right now we have an incumbent running as if he's not the incumbent and then taking the Republican stance on it. We're going to shut down the border. We're going to clean this up. There's a broken system. Not saying that they've done good to fix it, but saying that we have not been able to, even with Democrats that were in control for a while, that they have not been able to do anything and that if the Republicans get on board with this weak bill that even uh, Newt Gingrich has come out against now as of earlier today, according to Fox News, that they would have the ability to shut down down the border they don't want to shut down the border they want open border policies but now they've stolen the republican talking points they've run that and now the poll numbers are going up why because they're not talking about all the failed policies they're talking about new policies that they want to implement that's weird to me isn't it i would think that that would be Something Donald Trump would run on, be like, hey, I had it going, they messed it up, that's what I want to fix. And he is talking about that, because remember, we did fix the border at, uh, for some degree, and... That's right, Donald Trump did that. But instead, they're saying, no, 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 we're, we're going to fix it, we're going to shut down the border if it gets bad enough. Which you know what that means. You are fake news. Yeah. <laughs> right? So... Now they blame Republicans for being the ones anti-rule of law. The Supreme Court uh, made a ruling. Everybody's advocating for the state of Texas to continue on with what they're doing. And now we're the ones that are about anarchy and craziness. Uh, The time has changed, my friends. I've never been in such an awkward, confused time. Have you? When up is down, down is up, and left and right is right and left, and so on and so forth. They try to blame us for everything and the mental games they're trying to do. While the poll numbers may see it now, I'm optimistic that we will at least come out of this positive in the end and realize that that's not going to actually be the case. For example, the consumer confidence right now is on the way up. It's the highest, according to MSN.com. Consumer index confidence climbing to the highest since it has in the end of 2021. Is that true? Do you believe that it's at the highest level that it's been with people trusting in the way the economy is actually running? And in fact, the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, says that, well, people aren't really expecting the economy to get any better. How do you convince Americans and voters that those prices might not go back to where they were before the pandemic? Well, I think most... Um, Americans know that prices um, are not likely to fall. It's not the Fed's objective to um, try to push the level of prices back to where they were. How do you convey? Wow. Wait a second. We're not expecting them to go back down. We're just going to accept them. Yeah, you know, at least it's slowed down. The inflation's not as high. We're not seeing such drastic increases in prices. It's gone up 20% overall with inflation over the past three years. We're just happy now. The highest consumer confidence in you purchasing goods, going out, and loving the economy. The highest, according to the report, since 2019. And they're saying, yeah, people aren't expecting it to go back down. That's not our job. We're not trying to make the economy better for you. We're just trying to... Slow the inflation rate to the rate that we want it to be at, and you'll just go along with it and you're going to like it. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with andy Husha. yes indeed it is welcome back into it. it's so wonderful to have you with us today for a post monday celebration we are just carpe diem all over the place <laughs> it's what we do on this show each and every day right i'm so glad i love all of my listeners i love all you guys so much and gals and other whatever i don't really care identify however you want to we actually have a story on that we'll get to in a minute but I love you guys. It's so much better because we have intellectual thought. We try to dive deep in, unveil the layers of the onion, have a deeper conversation on the program. As opposed to the other side where it's like... I am told this is a garbage disposal. (laughs) There is that. There is that. The Consumer Confidence Report is up right now. Biden's approval numbers are up right now. Now, if this is his high peak, then he's still got a lot of work to do because he's not going to win in the election if he is the candidate in the November general election for 2024. But right now we are seeing the bump in support for Joe Biden and everything goes in waves. So just take that with a grain of salt. But he is moving up in the consumer confidence right now. So when they're not talking about it, it's like Hillary Clinton. Whenever she comes out and she says something and we're like, I don't know that I really want to hear her talk anymore. Right. I don't know that. Uh, yeah. And then her poll numbers go down. When she disappears, everybody's like, yeah, she's kind of nice. Yeah. Have you heard from her in a while? No, it is kind of nice, isn't it? <laughs> that's how Hillary Clinton kind of rolls. The Democrat Party's like that in general. Joe Biden's not talking about the economy right now. So the economy, uh, consumer confidence goes up. Yeah, I guess things are all right. It's just weird that we have the Secretary of Treasury that's like, yeah, no, people actually don't want prices to go back down. How right do now. you convince? Americans and voters that those prices might not go back to where they were before the pandemic well, I think most um, Americans know that prices um, are not likely to fall. It's not the feds objective to um, Try to push the level of prices back to where they were Wow I guess not. I guess we're not going to worry about prices going back down. You just have to live with the fact that things are way more expensive than what they ever have been, with a 20% inflation increase over the past three years. And again, I ask you, I've asked you numerous times. Show of hands, how many people have seen a 20% increase in their revenue? over the past three years, as a collective over the past three years, in order to compensate for that. So you're losing money. You're paying more money for the same goods that you tried to do before. Most people have not actually cut back on any of their goods, which is why we see consumer credit cards at an all-time high. We see uh, uh, the household debt at an all-time high for numerous different issues, credit cards being included in there, mortgages, student loans, and car payments and whatever else that... The household debt is at an all-time high right now. And she's just like, yeah, people aren't expecting it. And we're, that's not our job. Our job's not to lower prices. Wow. I, I, that's Bidenomics for you. You're going to enjoy the high prices, and you will like those because they're not going down. This is the new norm right now. Uh, remember how long, or Christmas time? We saw, what was it, the movie Home Alone? And the kid walking with the grocery bags in each hand. And there were memes going all over the place on social media about, wow, all that he was able to get for 20 bucks. All he had a $20 bill and he got all of those bags of groceries that broke and then spilled all over the sidewalk. Man, what were the times like back then? Nowadays, I don't know that you can get like more than two or three or four items for 20 bucks, depending on what you're getting, on the low end of things. Oh, how the times have changed. Now I get it. You know, there's going to be inflationary growth every single year, but when it jumps up dramatically like it has, there's a big difference. India pandemic! Well, yeah, and we could have gone back to what we did before if we hadn't shut down the entire nation, printed off $2 trillion to try and bail everybody out for that and then make more people dependent on the federal government. But now they're saying it's Republicans' fault. The border crisis is Republicans, the economy is Republicans, because they won't let Democrats do what they need to do, which they would love to just shut down the border at any time that they want to and just make sure that the issue is taken care of. that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. They're running again as the ones that are actually being challenged in this. Uh, to shift gears just slightly, but this really, I think, explains the mental state behind it and i know you don't want to bring up this name i know you're getting sick and tired of hearing about this individual but taylor swift oh yeah no andy how do you relate the consumer confidence into taylor swift give me a second here and just bear with me taylor swift obviously has been in the news because of the super bowl coming up because of her relationship with travis kelsey i threw out my theory yesterday and i stick to it for right now i may get a lot of flack for that but i don't really care What's that theory, Andy? Well, the fact that they're not really romantic. They're just doing it for some type of gain in some way, shape, or form. The media is losing their minds over Taylor Swift and the attack that Republicans have on her, which I don't, I'm not attacking her at all in any way like that. I don't really care. She can do whatever she wants to do. But there's the rumors around that she is now a Democrat psyop. She's working for the Democrat Party. Now, yeah. yeah, hold on. Hold on. While I don't think that she's necessarily working for the Democrat Party, I do think that she is a very influential individual, and the same people that are okay with the economy being at where it's at, the same people giving Joe Biden a 46% approval rating right now, the same people that apparently have a very, very small memory uh, and short-term memory on what politics actually look like, they're the ones that are probably Taylor Swift fans, and they're probably the ones that are going to be voting Democrat. Just throwing that out there. Because the ones that are giving Joe Biden a high approval rating for not doing anything other than actually like going out and doing a couple campaign stops and mumbling through them and then sliding and shuffling across the floor, the same ones that think the economy is doing okay with a massively ridiculous high cost for consumer goods right now, they're the ones that are probably already voting Democrat or they don't have a budget they have to worry about at all anyways. And Taylor Swift right now, whether she will be advocating for Joe Biden or not, is a very influential person. Now, that's not to say that that's why that the Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. That's not to say that that's why that those two are together to try and plug that whole thing. I don't really care about all of that. But she is an extremely influential person. There are now stories in the media losing their minds over Republicans hating on a very independent powerful woman. That's what it's all it comes down to. The independent powerful woman. And let's just say That she advocates for a Democrat policy, which she tried in Tennessee before, and it failed miserably. Let's just say that she advocates for Joe Biden in the presidential race because she doesn't like Donald Trump, which she's already made clear she doesn't like Donald Trump. That's fine. I don't know how much of her political sway will go on to her supporters, or even how many of her supporters actually will go out and vote, which is the big question. But let's just say that she advocates for that publicly. The attack now is that she is a victim because she is an empowered woman being brought down by the Republican Party. These are the ones that are sh- so short-minded in thinking that they think everything's hunky-dory with the economy and with immigration, with Joe Biden, and so on and so forth. It's a war now against the young generation and the Republican Party. And Republican Party, I'm all about conspiracy theories, man, but we got to be very careful about the way that we go about some of them. Again, articulation and communication and messaging is something that Republicans apparently struggle just a little bit with. Because the war now is against Taylor Swift and her being a a psyop for the Biden administration. And if that's the case, then she'll advocate to vote for Joe Biden. And all the teen boppers that are 14, 15, 16, all the way up to 20 years old may support Joe Biden. But a lot of them can't vote. Some of them probably won't vote. Many of them don't care about voting or even know how to get registered to vote. She's not very relevant in the political side of things. What she does do, however, is change culture. She's influential in culture. And dumbing down, and not her particularly, but just she is the example of, she's the scarecrow that we can use as the example for right now of dumbing down the next generation that bases their opinions on society, that bases their opinions on politics, that bases their understanding of the issues on a cultural phenomenon like taylor swift that's a hugely successful hugely popular individual that doesn't know anything about the issues but spouts off her opinion and then people just run with it thinking that that is the popular opinion because if she's out there saying that everything's great and she's out buying stuff and she's out just having a party and she's out in those nice little suites with the super bowl and doing whatever that she does the young generation sees it and they expect that They don't go to the grocery store unless it's mommy and daddy paying for the things that are the ones angry about the way the economy is going. But the young generation, they're totally okay with the way things are actually running. She's encouraging the confusion of a generation because they don't have to look any further than what she tells them to look at. And this is the way not just her, but so many other celebrities have done to influence pop culture in today's times. There's a story out there in our other What's Trending of the Day. What's trending today? There's an unfortunate story, breaks my heart, and the fact that we're at this point again is just mind-boggling to me. But from the Daily Mail, that there is a story out of Montana of a family who lost custody of their 14-year-old daughter after refusing to accept her wannabe transition to a boy after revealing her torment and mental health issues. Now, what does this have to do with Taylor Swift? This is the culture thing again. We're not thinking about things logically. We're not thinking about things literally. We're not thinking about things in a logical, uh, factual manner. We're looking at the culture. And if she's totally okay and supportive and hoorah in the independent woman that's being brought down by the Republican Party, this is what's the messaging to the young generation. Because let me ask you a question. If you're 14 years old and you feel like that you're confused, you feel like you need to transition, you feel like you need to whatever, and you go to your parents and they ask and say, hey, you're not going to do that. But you're like, I I feel like I really need to do it. And your parents are like, no. This article, this court case, this culture now says that you are so wicked, wildly independent, and you know everything that you want at the age of 14 years old, that you have the ability to go to court and be removed from your family at 14 years old because, well, they don't accept your transition because that is the most important thing to you at that time. I remember what my important things were at the age of 14. Do I? Trying to think, what age was I? I don't know. What was I at 14 years old? I don't remember. That was before I met my wife, so it wasn't into like the whole girl. I guess you were starting to get into the girl thing. I don't know. Like 14, I guess puberty is about. to I hit. Don't, I don't remember much about my 14-year-old self. But I'm pretty sure that transitioning or being confused mentally was not one of those. I think I was into snowboarding at that time. That was the time where I first started going to Colorado. So I was into snowboarding. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're getting our season pass. We're going to go up to the mountain every weekend. We're going to go snowboarding. This is going to be awesome. That was my mindset. Not the, I feel like I need to transition. And if I don't transition, I'm going to go to the courts and be taken away from my family because you guys don't care about me. How the times have changed. And it's because of the sensationalism we're seeing from these Hollywood elites and celebrities that tell us how to think in today's times, apparently. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosh. Freezing Common Sense Rationale. That's what we do here on the show. I don't know if you've noticed a theme in the program today. The theme has been that the dialogue, the messaging, the vision, the the world view, the perspective of the world has been taken out of our own hands. We're not allowed to view the world as we see it ourselves. We have to view the world based on what somebody else tells us that it is that the border is the Republicans' fault for not getting it done, that Joe Biden would actually <laughs> actually want to shut down the border, which blows my mind why he's even okay saying something like that. While they're defensive about, we're trying to do the best that we can, and we're going to fix it if we get elected again. They tell us that the economy's doing great. Oh, okay, cool, all right, well, I guess I'll just go about it. This is the new price for the product. I guess I better just adapt in my budget. They tell us that everything's all wonderful. According to someone like Taylor Swift, as she does start advocating for voting for somebody, then people, oh, okay, well, I guess he's the great one. I guess we'll just go about that day. There are so many low-information voters out there, the ones that just don't pay attention to politics necessarily, that they vote based on what somebody else tells them on that 15-second campaign ad, based on what the media tells them. And it's our time to start breaking that narrative, which is why they look at us so strangely. When we think for ourselves... When we start looking at things objectively, when we start looking at it and cognitively think about something or question the status quo, remember back in the day, and this is, this is the wild part for me because I was not alive at this time, but there are so many of them today. Remember back in the day, the 60s and 70s, when they're like, question everything, you know, the hippie movement, fight the authority, fight the establishment, we got to fight the government, we're going to live our own life, man, leave me alone, bro. Remember that movement? I'm sure many of you remember those times. And those were the wicked wild Democrats. Where Republicans were about the authoritarian. We're gonna, you know, have this law and order, and we're gonna have this uh, rule mindset. Not the fact that we had just blindly followed everybody, but the fact that at that point in time, government agencies—God forbid that they were starting to be created back in that time—but that the government was there to actually do their job and not try to tread on us, not become weaponized against the American people, and that they were actually kind of, sort of, kind of whatever, at least there, to do somewhat of what their intention was, according to the Constitution. Then the hippies realized, oh, wait a second, we can actually hijack and infiltrate, and then we can do whatever we want to. And they became the crazy authoritarians. This whole article about how Republicans now are just wanting to shatter the rule of law by disregarding the Supreme Court of the United States. Guess what? Sometimes the Supreme Court gets things wrong. And if you haven't noticed, there is a judicial system right now that is definitely weaponized, that is definitely politicized, and ones that definitely have a bias against individuals. How in the world can someone judge on Donald Trump that has prior uh, connections to the Democrat Party is a huge donor to a Democrat Party and already has come out openly against how much they despise Donald Trump and then be the objective ruler on him on a trial. Doesn't make any sense. Can we, are you able to do that? Is anybody able to do that? I didn't think so. I didn't think so. So now they play being objective while they get away with whatever they want to and they feel like the kids that got away with the hand in the cookie jar. Which is is why we see them in campaigning right now as if they're not in office wanting to run for the first time to fix all of these issues. And then we teach the young generation that you can do whatever you want. You are the most important thing on the face of the earth. You are the most special individual on the face of the earth. And if your parents don't even like you doing something, you go around them and you do it anyways because you don't listen to your parents. You listen to the celebrity that's telling you that you're special, which is why we see the case out of Montana. Gender ideology has torn the family apart, according to the family. Montana family who lost the custody of their 14-year-old daughter after refusing to let her transition to a boy reveals their torment. As the parents have come out and talked about how devastating this is, saying that the family unit's broken now. Even if they do get the child back, the children wouldn't listen to them because they were told by the government, by the court, that they don't have to. So even if the child was returned back and we love them unconditionally, according to the mother, that... It doesn't really matter anymore. They have lost all ability to actually be a parent. And that's what the young generation is being taught right now that even if you're doing something that your parents don't approve of, then I'm going to do it anyways because I am that awesome and the celebrities told me that it's okay to do. We have a serious problem in this nation to where our reality of what we think is actually true is being questioned and being manipulated. They have twisted themselves into pretzels left and right to try and teach us that something else is going on that's not really going on, and it's wild to see. And for those of us that actually do think cognitively, we see it and we scratch our head and it makes my brain hurt a little bit to try and process all of it but at the same time we have to understand it in order to combat it because right now republicans hint hint wink wink your messaging kind of sucks i'm just throwing that out there oh, uh, which by the way right now we're just worrying about bickering with ourselves nikki haley on the campaign trail is sending out mean girl memes apparently to donald trump when donald trump says she needs to drop out and we need to unify as a republican party she's going on that front continuously just mocking him causing more of a rift between the republicans and democrats while we have much bigger issues to worry about in this nation oh how the world turns today until then we're back at it again tomorrow be that voice of reason be that catalyst for change in your own community this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you on the radio